and to my understanding, definitely swap cast. Am I right? Yes. This is uh, not the 700 Club, not Lamb Chops Play Along. It is not Lamb Chops Play Along. All right. And we are going to get right the heck darn to it. Yes. Phoenix Collider. Right. So, um, are you familiar with notbuyingit.org? God. <laughs> uh, I like how I you mean, already sound annoyed. You're like, huh. Right. Yeah. It's like you're not, but people are so predictable that you are. Right. Like, I'm familiar with the attitude and the, um, and the disrespect for one's target audience that creates it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Not Buying It is a UK-based organization. That it, they're basically um, sex trade abolitionists. Um, they annoy me a lot. Mm. Um, on their Twitter, I actually can't access their website. That's like a fun fact. Like, I think if you're in America, like, you can't get to it because it's a UK-based website and sometimes it's like that. Um, but yeah, they're anti-strip clubs, porn, and prostitution. Um, and so basically they are abolitionists who, um, want to make sex workers' lives as difficult as possible under the guise of saving them. And so they finally got what they wanted. And there is the, uh, do, 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 do. The police chiefs in the UK are about to reconsider sex work guidance that views online pimping sites as key partners. Now, there's so much fucking propaganda. This thing is only like two pages and it is just absolutely wild. Online pimping sites. Right. Like it, it all, it, they, they get so on the nose that it sounds like a joke. Cause it is a joke because what is an online pimping site? It really, it sounds like a video game app that some 4chaner made. Yes. Yeah. Like it sounds like, like it sounds like Minecraft with slut shaming, right? Like, uh, yeah, that's kind of what. Yeah, that's kind of what they are, honestly. Because if you actually look at the stuff they say, it doesn't make sense. And the, yeah, I can't stress enough for this type of stuff when it comes to like anti-sex work rhetoric. So much of it is not just morality based, but like emotionally based. Because if someone says like ninety percent of it, ninety percent of people in the industry started off as teenage girls and they just want to get out and stop being raped every day, who's gonna say no? Because then you sound like the asshole. But then when you break it down, you're like, wait a minute, your numbers aren't matching. Your math ain't mathing. 90% didn't start when they were teenagers. 90% of people in the sex trade aren't being trafficked, you know. But they assume that you're going to feel too guilty to ever get to that point to actually like call them in on, on any other shit, really. Yeah. So, and that's what this is. Um, so, this is a press release they just put out. It says, uh, um... A legal challenge means that the National Police Chiefs Council, the NPCC, who oversee policing across England and Wales, will now review its controversial sex work guidance by formally consulting on it for the first time. The guidance, used by police forces across the country, currently advises working with online pipping sites as key partners, believes women involved in survival sex are not necessarily exploited, and frames prostitution as work throughout. And so, of course, you know, I already have issues with the way that they're framing this, right? Um, online pimping sites. So, uh, and this is fascinating to me because a couple months ago, um, Norway police came out with a statement and basically said that, like, sex workers have an internal pimp in their head. So now, like, you're, <laughs> right, so now, like, you're pimping yourself. And I'm not saying that 
Um, people who advertise online can't be victims of trafficking, right? Like they certainly can, especially if, for example, like they're living with someone who is making them do that. But if you live on your own or, uh, you know, you post your own nudes voluntarily on like OnlyFans, it's not pimping. It's not trafficking. <laughs> but all right. Um, and then, of course, like the way that they use the term survival sex really does annoy me because um, they don't they want to frame it as exploitation because it's sex work. But if the same person was forced to, for example, um, you know, be like a nanny or an au pair, if this person did like domestic cleaning and was forced to do things like work off the clock, um, have to deal with like sexual harassment or sexual advances from their employer, is that person not exploited because they're not technically doing sex work? Right. So I just I don't know. I have a lot of issues with the way that they frame these things. Um, the article continues. The move comes after the legal proceedings were initiated by the human rights group not buying it, uh, who view the guidance and the lack of consultation in its creation as a breach of equality law. As a result, the NPCC is due to commence consultation processes by April 1st, 2024. Dr. Rakoff, the CEO of Not Buying It, also a red flag. If you're running a nonprofit that's supposed to be helping people in a human rights group, you probably shouldn't have a CEO. That's what businesses have, but whatever. Wow. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> anyways, we are thrilled by this outcome, says Dr. Rakoff, the CEO of Not Buying It, but it is deeply concerning that the key policymakers like the NPCC have for years been heavily influenced by the powerful sex trade lobby. Who is the sex trade lobby? Name them, please. It's like some nefarious shadow organization of pimps or something. Like, and I, if there really was a, because right, because lobbies are like lobbyists that go to DC and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Do you understand how well known that would be if there was a <laughs> sex trade lobby? That right. would be, everyone would be talking about that. That would not be something that just you and your few brilliant friends that crack the conspiracy code found. Right. What I have noticed, I have been part can, called part of the sex trade lobby like so many times. And that seems to be like a regular trend is they just go to like regular people who are um, activists, advocates, sex workers themselves and will say stuff like, well, you must be part of the pimp lobby. They used to call it the pimp lobby. Now it's the sex trade lobby. Uh. And it's like... No, it's just a regular person. But when they're because they have to push this narrative that like almost everybody in the industry is being trafficked. So their argument is that if you have your own social media, it's not really your social media. Your pimp is running it for you or your pimp is like monitoring what you post. Like it's the weirdest like paranoia fucking conspiracy shit you've ever seen. I bet black swerfs told him why it's racist over the past couple years. Oh, I've, I can't count how many times I've pointed out that like their use of pimping instead of trafficking is absolutely rated, uh, rooted in racism and anti-immigration rhetoric and they just don't care. But again, this is predominantly like upper middle class white women and their male allies who don't actually give a shit about sex workers. Because, you know, I, I don't know how many times I need to say this, but if you really want people to get out of the sex trade... Do things like give people living wages, give people job training, give people affordable housing, do a universal basic income, make sure people can afford their medical bills. That's why people are doing sex work because they can't survive under capitalism working other jobs. If you want to get people out of the sex trade, give them somewhere to go. 
But these people aren't fighting for living wages. They are not fighting for job training. They are not fight. Well, I don't know how the insurance is in the UK. It's kind of free, I guess, sort of, mm. but not really. But like over here, like one of the biggest causes of um, bankruptcy in the United States is medical debt. If you fucking want people to get out of the sex trade industry, give us universal health care then. <laughs> but they never fight for those things. They just say, just don't do sex work. But there's also um, sort of like a shadow industry around it where they uh, essentially force sex workers into industries of their choosing, right? So like they've done it where they did a, they did it a lot in South Asia where they were doing um, rescue raids on brothels. And when they had rescued the sex workers, quote unquote, um, they basically made them go work in factories and you weren't allowed to leave like you had to work there. It's the same thing in the United States. Um, you know, if you get arrested and go to a diversion program, they tell you where you have to work. And if you don't work where they tell you to work, they will fucking put you in prison. <laughs> like, But the important thing is that that's freedom because it's not sex work, you see. Um so they said that we're thrilled by this outcome. The fact that the police, uh, oh, hold on. Uh, for years, they have been heavily influenced by the powerful sex trade lobby, whoever that is, rather than listening to the 90% of the industry, 90% in the industry desperate to escape. I also have to point out that statistic. They conflate that with trafficking by sex workers saying they would rather do something else if something else paid better or was more accessible or could fit into their scheduling. Yeah. But that's not the same thing as trafficking, because I guarantee you right now, if you go to like a Walmart, I'd be willing to bet 90% of your cashiers would prefer to work somewhere else. If you go to a call center, I'd be willing to bet you 90% of your cashiers would prefer to work someone else. Or like you the, know. Uh, the invited predictable joke about Los Angeles. Everyone is actually an actor that's temporarily doing this job. Exactly. <laughs> But they use that stat of 90% of people wanting to leave to try to conflate it with trafficking, obviously. Um, the fact that police chiefs view online pimping sites as key partners is particularly concerning, given the extensive evidence that these are synonymous with sexual exploitation, trafficking, and organized crime. I like how we've added organized crime into the mix now. In light of the language, right? Yeah. Because now I'm supposed to picture, like, like Carl Thuggins and his Tommy gun. <laughs> Right yeah. outside the whorehouse. They come and get me, coppers. We're in the sex trade. Yeah. It's pimp lobby time, buster. Yeah. yeah. Like, nah, I don't buy it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, also, like, there are so many other industries that have so much trafficking that is never addressed. There is so much trafficking in domestic and agricultural labor, but we never talk about those. Yep. PBS did good coverage on that about uh, 11 years ago. And then they have, did you know 95% of the sex trade is run by pimps, mostly organized crime? What? 95? Organized and then, crime. Organized crime. And then also, but like really think about these numbers. If 90% of the sex trade is controlled by pimps and organized crime, why can't police ever find them? Why are police uh, doing raids on brothels and only finding sex workers? Where are all these pimps? Where are all these traffickers? Where are all these mobsters? Where are they? Where are they? Okay. Apparently, Phoenix Kalita doesn't understand how this works. Now, remember <laughs> how pimp is racially coded. Yes. Uh, particularly to the uh, the Negro male. All right. Yes. A wily character. I've seen them. <laughs> uh, we know how fast they run. Mm-hmm. So you expect police to catch Negro males like that are also like business savvy. <laughs> It's that fast switch muscle. 
Yeah, we we've uh, that's been proven. It's been proven. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I used to work with someone who truly truly believed that. Which is it's so that's such a weird thing to believe. It's so like but also you're making yourself believe that cuz like where that you understand how many medical books that would be in that'd be the only thing we talk about like every single black dude would be famous and also like i'd be way cooler than i am if i had that you think i wouldn't use that to have a way better income than what i have shit all right we would not be recording the podcast on fucking like ping pong tables from walmart <laughs> Right, you understand that, like, these tables are so light that, like, the microphones, like, bend the table. The weight of the microphone bases damage these cheap tables that we record on. If I had a fast twitch muscle, I'd be jumping over houses and getting paid to do it. <laughs> Nobody would know Usain Bolt's name anymore because he wouldn't be famous. He would just be another black person. <laughs> Yeah, like we would, and we would also just run the planet because we would be the elite human beings. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's goofy. Uh, Sasha Rosansky, a partner at DPG, the solicitors who represent Not Buying It, adds that Not Buying It have achieved a fantastic outcome in getting the NPCC to finally consult on its guidance. This means that groups who support survive. Okay, listen to this sentence, and then I'm going to take a beat. You tell me if you can figure out what's wrong with it, okay? Uh, can I get, uh, the sentence is a couple before it, too. A couple before it, too? Okay. Yeah, get ready for this sentence. Sasha Rosansky, a partner at the DPG, the solicitors who <laughs> represent not buying it, adds, not buying it have achieved, achieved a fantastic outcome in getting the NPCC to formally consult on its guidance. This means that groups who support survivors and women trying to exit prostitution will be able to provide their views on how prostitution should be policed, and the NPCC must take those views into account when reviewing guidance and deciding what changes to make, including language used. It's such a long sentence. Let me focus on this part. This means that groups who support survivors and women trying to exit will be able to provide their views on how prostitution should be policed. So not the sex workers, not the trafficked people, not the people who got pulled out of the industry, the people who run the organizations that allegedly help people get out of the industry. Is that why the sentence was so long? Yes, because they're trying to slip that shit in there. Like those black men they can't catch. (laughs) Very slick. Sneaky. Sneaky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and I mean, that should really be um, a, a huge red flag in and of itself. If 90% of the people are being trafficked and 90% of the people want to get out, why wouldn't that be 90% of who you listen to when you're making policy? Why would you listen to someone who's never been in the sex trade and their job is to make money off of ending the sex trade as opposed to someone who was in the sex trade? Think about it. Just think about it. Well, so the thing is, all right, let's say I'm one of these folks with the organization, right? I come mm-hmm. up, I'm like, hey, yeah, what's your name? They were Phoenix Kalida, huh? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. All right. I like to pass judgment on people. That's my thing. I think I'm better than other people. I think my friends and family and everybody in my community is better than other people. Mm-hmm. Especially prostituted women as a feminist that's how i talk about other as women. a feminist yeah no hey and uh i have to give you my opinion on them after i interact with them and properly judge them is that's what i'm thinking it really is 
is that they want to see him and they want to say, this is how I think you should be policed. That's it's literally really what, it is. what that That's is. That's absolutely what it is. Yeah. And of course, you know, it's not just how you should be policed, but also how your community should be policed. Because again, a lot of this rhetoric, especially because they insist on using the word pimping instead of trafficking and traffickers yeah. is very racialized. It's very anti-immigrant. So really what you're talking about is not only how to police sex workers and how to police trafficking victims, but also how to police the communities in which those people live, which are often migrant communities, often non-white communities, and oftentimes low-income communities. That's what you're really saying. Yeah, and also like, and we've seen um, what the sort of relationship is that the uh, police officers tend to have with marginalized folks and then, like, uh, marginalized folks that are assigned female at birth and marginalized folks to assigned female at birth that maybe don't speak English as well. We've covered, um, mm-hmm. oh, God, was it Song? Uh, so, uh, Yang Song. Yeah, co- yeah, we re- re- reposted that one, mm-hmm. actually, with, um, with some uh, v- uh, video footage and whatnot behind it as well. And uh, so they want to send police in mm-hmm. to... Those five, all right, we, mm-hmm. we know how that goes. Exactly. Yes, it's like, I, I hate making all these sad predictions. Well, that's the thing. They aren't even predictions. Like, we've already seen that history play out repeatedly across the globe at this point, you know? And then you have to start waiting. And, like, you don't want to make accusations of folks. Casting aspersions, they might call it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you can read just like I can read. Right. You can see... Is after a while, if that's what keeps happening, when you implement this, I have to wonder if I'm being intellectually honest, if you want these results that we know are coming. I think they do. Yeah. And it's like, and then it's like, after a while, like, you've been at this for, I don't know, I always say five centuries, maybe longer. Mm-hmm. When are you going to just start saying it? Never. When are you just going to start saying it? Never. Because that would not be respectable. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess it's kind of still... The Overton window isn't there yet, is it? No. I no. get it. But... And this is the funny thing, because these are folks that would call themselves feminists, it tends to be. Yeah, feminists, liberals, yeah. It's kind of funny that they're following the Overton window of the anti-feminist Western male. Oh, yeah. Like, they're just, they're just like... Like, they're all turning into sort of like Andrew Tate, but with, like, pink hats. Pretty much, yeah. This is terrible. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting. Um, this is my own personal prediction. I'm waiting for them to start arguing that, um, like, it's okay for grown men to have sex with teenage girls next. Because now they've changed the definition of um, what, is an, what is a woman, right? It used to be an adult human female. Now it's just a female. Yeah. And I was like, 12-year-old girls are not adult women. Like, you're creeping me out by calling them women. They're yeah. not women. You know, and especially like in the U.S. with all the abortion bans going on, like right now it's some GC rad femme types and conservative Christians who are calling 12 year old girls who can get pregnant women. And that does not bode well. And I'm hearing folks that might you, you might consider them ideologically aligned with us. So, uh, you know, I listen to a whole bunch of the YouTubes like mm-hmm. a bit a bit over the top, like take my phone you know, and um. <laughs> And I don't want to guess a name because I forgot who I was listening to this morning, but I would say their name if I could remember who. And they're ideologically aligned with us, mm-hmm. but they kind of, they're talking too fast and not making sure the words are right. And they fell into the saying, 
15 year old women Mm -hmm. or like saying underage women Mm -hmm. like watch that language like you start using it the way they're using it it's kind of like how what what, what, you could post this anywhere in social media and people are gonna put like hard relate in the comments i started saying bro was a joke and now i can't stop saying it Mm -hmm. right it's like how you hear people that might be considered ideologically aligned with us that use woke as a slur as well yeah a lot of them call it woke scold Mm -hmm. right or um some of them call um uh queer folks that are non-white tender queers now as a slur yeah yeah and it's like watch that language right because i heard someone that you could firmly consider Mm -hmm. aligned with us say 15 year old women this morning not good yeah don't do that um, and then uh, they have another little, uh, did you know? With no links, I might add. They're just throwing these fucking numbers out there. 95% of this, oh wait, hold on, I think I did that one. Um, uh, 95% of women in prostitution may experience drug addiction? 95% of people that drive a fucking forklift may experience drug addiction. 95% of people that work on automobiles may have an alcohol addiction. 95% of people that exist probably have a cheeseburger addiction or some other food addiction. But also the fact that it says may have. Like, so you're saying 95% like we already know it's 95%, but then mm. also it's may have. Is it may have or is it 95%? May have. May have. We need to be concerned about not, which, yeah, that's what they're doing to you. They're saying you need to be concerned about 95% of maybe. <laughs> what? You know how concerning possibilities are? 60% of women in prostitution incur traumatic brain injury. I would, all I'm saying is I would like to see the stats. I would like to see the stats. Yeah. 70% of people in prostitution experienced homelessness. Did you catch it? 70% of the people in, it said in prostitution, uh-huh. experienced. Uh-huh. So like past tense? We don't know. But also the other catch, 95% of women, 60% of women, 70% of people <laughs> in prostitution. So how are they breaking down the gender on this? Because how did we go from women to people? Ugh. Changed bathrooms? I don't know. <laughs> Just saying. And uh, 50% of people in prostitution entered when a child. That's absolutely not true, and there's absolutely no data to back that up. But that's why they didn't actually post links to the data, because they're just throwing numbers at the wall and hoping that you believe them all. Yeah. Um, not buying it challenges the myth that prostitution is just a job because, quote, sex isn't supposed to be work. It's always going to be psychologically damaging for sex to be based on necessity, not desire, even if you choose it, chooses in scare quotes, and never experience abuse or exploitation. So even if you never experience abuse or exploitation and you choose to do it and you like it, you're still psychologically damaged. Now, what was that I just said? 60% of women in prostitution incur traumatic brain injury? Is that because you decided that everyone who's in sex work is psychologically traumatized, whether they say they are or not? 95% maybe. (laughs) Maybe. 95% maybe. Also, sex work isn't supposed to be work. That's a real smack them on the... No, sex isn't supposed to be work. Sex isn't supposed to be work. Let me tell you something, bucko. (laughs) Nothing is supposed to be work. Nothing. All right? 
I didn't ask to be born into a world where I have to have this thing called money to exist in it. Mm. All right? Not like it should not be work to like farm and garden and fish and I'll use the word hunt. All right? <laughs> like none of this stuff like building a home shouldn't be work. I should be able to just get some materials and let's say that the indigenous people of the Western Hemisphere came on over to West Africa and invited me over. Yeah. I would use the materials they use to build a home and I would live in it winter and summer yeah. and be outside boogieing down however it is they boogie down out here Yeah. before the two-bob showed up. We're going <laughs> to use that old African language. <laughs> before the two-bob. You know, but yeah, no, nothing is supposed to be work. All right, Columbia River. Yeah, let's do this one again. Oh, yeah. The Columbia River, folks. All right, go out there in Washington State. Don't go in there now. There's toxic waste now. But some centuries ago, this was how you went fishing there. No, no open face reel. No closed face reel. You walked in the shallow part. Just up to about your knees. Reached down, picked up fish, tossed it to your friends. Hey, comrade. That's how they talked then. They said, hey, comrade, and tossed the fish to him. And then here's the extra fun part. After eating the fish for the season, tossed the bones back in the river because the folks uh, the, in, believed that, uh, that those bones would come back as more fish. But they're naturally in tune with the planet. They're enriching the water, making it healthy for fish to come back. Yep. You can't fish like that there anymore because someone showed up and turned it into work. And now all the fish are gone. Nothing is supposed to be work. You should not be recording with me after I took a nap. <laughs> Never do that because this is supposed to be your show, but I took a nap and I'm up now. No, no, I totally get it though because I, I'm going to find that article again one day. I think I always like reference it, but it was about um, like indigenous tribes, um, mostly in like... Um, like in Asia, like, well, like up along, um, you know, like all the way up north, like Mongolia and shit like that. And how um, they have like the highest rates of like artists hmm. because they don't work. Wait. Because I heard about this too recently. Yeah, because like so and I don't just mean like artists as in they have artists like they have artists who are like a critically claimed artist for like their beadwork and their painting and their jewelry making and stuff. And the reason that the people can afford to develop those skill sets is because they have time because once you hunt enough things and cure enough meat, <laughs> you just stop working. You don't just have to keep going to work because you have enough. And why can't we all just live like that? And then we can all be artists who aren't starving. Yeah. I would love it. I Wouldn't would like that be it. Neat? I would like it. But unfortunately, we live in a society where you have to work, and apparently, all forms of work are perfectly fine and not exploitation at all, unless, of course, you are doing sex work. Like, you see, like, like I'm sure that you listening to this, you also don't like Tom McDonald and his raps. <laughs> but he can actually rap, but he's using it to do work instead of art. Wouldn't you rather he did art instead of the work he's doing? I wish a lot of people were doing art instead of work. I'm offended by his work. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if he cares, but, you know. You know he cares. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, and the, this little thing continues. It says, however, the choice, the chances of not being exploited or abused are diminishingly small. Whatever that means. <laughs> like, okay. Home office statistics demonstrate that uh, the overwhel- that it is overwhelmingly the most vulnerable. At least 50% enters a child who go into the sex trade. Again, they did not provide a link. I have doubts about these sources. That, that would be another thing. Like, if we could print this out and take different colored highlighters... And highlight how many times they reiterate the same talking oh, point. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, but you got to get your people on the talking points. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, so 50% and have entered as a child. I don't believe that. I have not seen st- statistics that back that up. And I'm usually pretty good about finding statistics on these type of things. Um, most have been homeless, in care, or, or experienced prior abuse. Uh, once in the industry, the levels of violence are, quote, near pandemic, with a murder rate higher than that for a combat soldier, traumatic brain injury at the level of a, of a professional boxer, and PTSD at the level of a state torture victim. A state torture victim. That's just an interesting one to throw in there to me. Yeah. Like. They're you... trying, to, trying to get their John Birch audience there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Right? Like, I can already hear a certain voice just saying, like, what, what, what was that sentence again? Uh, once in the industry, the levels of violence are near pandemic, with a murder rate higher than that for a combat soldier, traumatic brain injury at the level of a professional boxer, and PTSD at the level of a state torture victim. Yeah. There's a certain John Birch Society radio broadcaster that, like, 15 years ago would have been able to yell that very fast. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and then the and then the frogs would have turned gay. All right. <laughs> the frogs would have turned gay. Yes. And see, but this is also the thing though. So if combat soldiers also face incredibly high murder rates, maybe we should have less soldiers. If boxers are also getting that type of traumatic brain injury, maybe we shouldn't have boxing. Don't these type of propagandists just always inadvertently tell you how bad everything is? Right? Like, sex work is exploitation. By the way, it's the same as boxing and being a soldier. Being a state torture victim. What? Right? It's, it's like when they, uh, it's like when some, some folks in certain political circles accidentally tell you that they're racist. <sighs> it's just like, well, we knew that, but now you're having a hard time with it. Ugh. Uh, and then, as you just said, we should highlight how many times they repeat the same talking point. Rakoff says, and this is a quote, this explains why 90% of those in prostitution are desperate to escape. Those who do not are often in denial, disassociated, desperate or coerced, or, experienced, or experiencing Stockholm Syndrome. That was a rant. They, they wrote those <laughs> words very angrily. Yes, they Those did. who deny it are... <laughs> but also, like... Again, one of the biggest problems that I have is that, like, there's a denial of autonomy for sex workers. So even if you say that this is the best option for you, no, you're in denial. You're disassociated. You're desperate. You're coerced. You're experiencing Stockholm Syndrome. All these at the same time. And also, Stockholm Syndrome isn't real, people. Can we just... What is Stockholm... Like, the fact... It's conventional wisdom, therefore true. It's conventional wisdom and therefore true. But what is Stockholm Syndrome? Uh, that was uh, some myth that uh, Western culture people made up about uh, somebody that got... This is what I was told as a child. A woman done got kidnappedified, mm-hmm. and the feller was all mean and stuff, because that's what you do when you kidnap folks, you're mean to them. <laughs> but then 
she was like around him so much that she was like, I care about this feller man and I'm going to make him a sandwich. And now in retrospect, it just sounds like a patriarchal fantasy. It is a patriarchal fantasy. Um, also, I think they were bank tellers and it was a bank robbery. But yes. Hmm. Um, oh, damn. I was not told that as a yeah, child. Yeah, I do believe that it was. Yeah, they were um, the bank tellers. And yeah, it was a robbery. But the point hmm. was, it wasn't that they identified with the attackers or the people who were holding them hostage. It was that they didn't have faith in the police to be able to save them. So they tried to figure out how to save themselves. That is what happened. And basically, police didn't want to admit that they fucked up, which is kind of a recurring thing about police. And so they turned it into Stockholm Syndrome to say, oh, no, 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 no. It's not that we were incompetent and the hostages tried to, you know, protect themselves. It's that the hostages are fucking crazy. That's what happened. They went crazy. (laughs) Sometimes I like to say words after I hear someone say something like that, but not put them in sentences. Candace Owens, Thomas Sowell. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Um, and so, uh, yeah, this explains why 90% of those in prostitution are desperate to escape. Those who not are in denial, disassociated, desperate, coerced, or experiencing Stockholm Syndrome, just like the others trapped in abusive situations. It must be so nice to be able to speak for people you've never met before. But this is also where um, the idea that all sex work is rape, it's not, uh, comes from. And that therefore, because you're a rape victim and rape is traumatic, you're not allowed to advocate for yourself because you're too mentally unstable because you're a constant rape victim. All sex work. That's like progressive dwarkinism. (sighs) Man, thorn in my side. Uh, Folks. Dworkin is worth reading just so that you know what folks are talking about when her name is brought up. Yes, and then they have another little highlight. The levels of violence and and prostitution are near pandemic. No link. (laughs) The NPCC, along with all other policymakers and influencers, policymakers and influencers, influencers, no. That's what you are. Including the media, need to start listening to the 90% to the survivors no, because anytime people in the sex trade talk, y'all call us pimps. What? Well, yeah, sex workers are pimps. Sex workers are p- the pimp in your head. See? Which, it, that sounds like a really dope song, but fucking sex workers. <laughs> yeah, they're all pimps. They're all winning the player's ball every year. Every year. Yeah, hell, I heard they were on Dave Chappelle's show as the player haters ball. Mm. Even some of them as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, including the media need to start listening to the 90% to survivors, not pimps or the tiny minority selling sex who might well be in denial, just so you know, Hmm. uh, claiming prostitution is a job just like any other. Now, this whole time, I would point out that they have not produced a link except to their own website. However, at the end of this, they don't have a link for any of these statistics that they threw out, but they do, however, have a link for their crowdfundme. (laughs) <laughs> they got that one in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Help not buying it meet its legal costs, not currently met by the NPCC. So, and that's why they have a CEO. Okay. Uh, by supporting the crowdfund over here, not buying it is deeply grateful for being ex- uh, expertly represented by Sarah Rosansky of DPG Law. And then for further information, they just link you back to their website, not buying it, or to Sasha Rosansky, their lawyer. 
not to somewhere where I can find all these statistics about 50% of people uh, enter the trade as children, 90%, or I'm sorry, 95% of it is run by organized crime, <laughs> organized criminals. Okay. No, none of that. And then, of course, like, the irony is I uh, found this because, let me see if I can pull up my tweet real quick. Um, this Twitter account shared it. And where did it go? Uh, it's male allies challenging sexism. It's called Max. <laughs> M-A-C-S. Jesus. It's a group of <sighs> pro-feminist men who challenge sexism and misogyny and support single spa- single sex spaces, support single sex spaces and women's children's and gay and lesbian rights. So they're fucking turfs, first of all. But they're... Men, M-A-C-S. Yes. And they're essentially dominating this um, women's discourse. Yes. And I, I would say that they're kind of jumping into the conversation. Can we call them the Daddy Max? Yes, we can call them the Daddy Max. <laughs> oh my God, they have Daddy Max. All right, folks. Swerfs have entered a whole nother area. They're problematic. I know that. And then also, I just want to, because like we were talking earlier about like the, like the racism of like their constant use of the term like pimping and things like that Ah. and how it's so racialized. In their comment section, which they have not responded to, this has been up for three entire days. (laughs) They posted this tweet with the thing I just read with the link to it. In their comment section, there's only three comments. So I know they saw it because there's only three comments (laughs) in the whole section. Someone named Amor Lucis M.A. Our porn sick DEI culture, diversity, equity, and inclusion, is obsessed with talking about black chattel slavery that legally ended in 1865, while hip hop culture glorifies the pimp archetype and the idea that women are their bitches. Pimp is just another word for slave master. These are the people defending them. Don't ever... Know who you're keeping company with. Like, seriously. And then there's, like, some weirdo account called Wake Up to Patriarchy, and it's a blog for men who want to get involved with feminism and dismantle the patriarchy, who is in every comment section of every sex worker who quote-tweeted it and said, this will lead to more arrests of sex workers, like this policy. He went into every single one and said, can you explain how that will happen? Like, this is what you... This is you helping? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, this is who they're uh, keeping company with, and, yeah. It's totally not racist. It's totally not anti-immigrant. It's fine. It's fine. So, yeah. Goodness, that was was ugly. But we'll make it sound cool. Bigotry is always ugly, man. Jeepers, creepers, and chimney sweepers. All right. Basically, leader swap. Close out. Uh close out yep um yeah what is well, swap what are you doing we're swapping obviously <laughs> <laughs> no we are starting a december 17th podcast that will be coming out shortly um specifically as a sort of true crime um but to talk about people who have passed away whose names are on the december 17th list to tell some of those stories um because we do run a december 17th list and i just think that like there's so many stories that should be told that never really get traction because a lot of people just don't care about sex workers um a lot of media coverage doesn't really cover um go in depth or like 
you know, get a lot of traction when they talk about sex workers. So um, we're definitely doing that, keeping up with this. Um, we are going to be opening up some new chapters this year for Swap. Yeah. Um, if you are interested in trying to start a chapter, we are doing meetings once a month um, that you can attend as sort of like a, you know, come ask questions, figure stuff out. Uh, I always post the links to those uh, about a week before the meeting and then try to do it like every day up until the meeting. Um, and then also we will be posting a little clip about a prostitution sting in Queens. Apparently, uh, New York police have been shutting down brothels because neighbors have been complaining, uh, about sex workers standing outside. That's your next episode. Yeah. So next episode. Yeah, that's coming up. Um, and also just interesting, uh, again, with the coverage, as always, read the coverage. Don't just read the headlines. Uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, was talking about these brothel raids and basically said it was trafficking a bunch of times, but they haven't actually identified any victims, nor have they found any traffickers, which is weird because if you are in the place of business where the trafficking is happening, happening, it would stand to reason that you would find both the traffickers and the trafficked people, but evidently not, so... Uh, yeah, we will be covering that next, and I think that's about it. Whammo to the blammo.